In this episode of BFR Tuesday, I talk about the uh, billing for physical therapy clinics using vasopneumatic and BFR, and also talk about aerobic capacity training options with BFR. Let's get to it. You are listening to the BFR University Podcast with your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. BFR University is dedicated to helping people learn safe and effective ways to implement blood flow restriction training into their lives. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. Guys, welcome to BFR Tuesday. My name is Ed LaCara. I am your... uh question guy here so you can ask any questions you want of me from your um, either BFR experience or looking to get into BFR, but I answer all types of questions regarding rehab or programming, contraindications, whatever is kind of popping up and what you have questions about. So you can put any question you want into the chat section. So like I'll put in the chat section, it should be in your upper right corner um, saying hello from Dallas, Texas. Hey Chuck, good to have you on. All right, Lewis, a few weeks ago I asked a question about studies referencing BFR programs such as high versus low pressures, rep schemes, etc. You mentioned your BFR programming course level two, week three material when you posted a link to multiple studies. For whatever reason, I couldn't see that link put most of it in the chat. I messaged you via BFR University email, but I'm not sure if that was correct. Uh, yeah, i just been overwhelmed. Um, let me see. I mean, there's so many studies. Lewis, I don't know how to really break it down. It's not like there's one or two studies. A lot of what you get from me is accumulation of 10, 15, 20, 30 studies, and then my interpretation um, on those. And, you know, a lot of it is, Hey, they do this intervention and it's, um, it's at this pressure and it's at this uh, percentage of one rep max and the person doesn't get a result. And then I have to say to myself, why didn't they get a result? But another group did get a result and it's because this group was an elite athlete set and this is a sedentary set. So it's hard for me to pinpoint one or two studies and be like, Hey, this, these are the studies. I mean, I, I'm happy to share. I mean, I've got over a thousand studies um, on, on, you know, some of the stuff that I'm teaching, but, um, you know, to pinpoint, it's just really difficult. I mean, it's, it's impossible really. Um, cause there's just, there's no meta analysis for me to point you to say like, Hey, there's, there's some best practices. Um, and a lot of what I'm doing is based on what I'm seeing in the clinic and not necessarily all reference based. I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you some stuff um, that you can see, but um, you're going to have to dig a little bit. I just don't have it, you know, fully all laid out. Any other, uh, any other, oh, by the way, video quality is so much better. Okay. Um, Sure, Lewis, I'll, I'll send you that. I'll respond to your email and send you that link. 
All right, anybody else? Anybody else have any questions uh, for me regarding uh, BFR? All right, no other questions. Um, if you could put in the chat uh, your current experience with BFR. So I know who I'm kind of speaking with. So i um, been using it for a while, been using it for rehab, using it on patients, um, uh, using it on yourself, like just so I know um, who I'm speaking with today. And then I can um, think of some content or questions that I've gotten this week offline, and I can um, give a little, give a little uh, information out. When you're, mm. Disorder smart cuts for a two clinic outpatient patient observations have been training, but we're looking to incorporate more. Oh, great. Good to have you, Jason. Um, yeah, Jason, is there anything in particular that your um, that your staff is having uh, questions about? I just did an in-service for, a, uh, for a, a larger group. PT clinic. I just did it as a Zoom, so uh, also um, open doing that as well for you and your staff if you ever need to, or they can jump on here and ask questions. Yeah, considerations for aerobic use. Um, so there's really two different ways to think about aerobic uh, with BFR. You can either do it um, like steady state, or you can do more um, uh, sprint type work. And that sprint work can be either be cycling, it can be uh, running, it can be rowing. Um, kind of, so kind of more interval type work, higher intensity. Um, most of our rehab patients are gonna be in the steady state. Like you're gonna put them on the bike for 15, 20 minutes and they're gonna ride at 60% uh, limb occlusion pressure in the lower extremity. And they're going to do that somewhere between three and five times per week. And they're going to get uh, a aerobic capacity adaptation. Our higher level uh, people, which I go into a lot in depth with my level two course, is using more interval type training, either on the cycling, rowing, treadmill, outside sprinting, and then using BFR um, either during the activity or immediately after the activity to, um, to enhance their uh, VO2 adaptation. Um, so lots of considerations, um, but just as a general, like, Hey, getting somebody started, you know, steady state is really effective. Uh, 15, 20 minutes, um, 60% limb occlusion pressure in the lower extremity, get them on a bike, get them walking, get them outside. And, um, they'll have uh, pretty quick adaptations between three and four weeks.
And then yeah, the 30, 15, 15, 15 uh, rep scheme is really good to kind of as a starting framework. And then um, as you start to, as your clinicians get more comfortable, then you can start um, influencing what you're trying to get. Like with hypertrophy, I recommend using lighter loads, but higher pressures. So like 20% one rep max um, and using um, either uh, 80 or um, 50% limb occlusion pressure, depending on upper or lower extremity. If you're looking for more strength, then using higher loads, so closer to 40% one rep max and using uh, lower pressures. So you can start manipulating those as people start to feel more comfortable. Uh, that's again, a level two kind of course um, concept uh, that I go into. Um, one or two limbs on the bike. I always do two limbs whenever possible, unless there's a contraindication like uh, recent um, open wound, recent surgery. Um, otherwise, I'm always going bilateral. Yeah, Lewis, yeah, you definitely get um, hypertrophy quick with BFR, which is cool. So that is funny. All right, any other questions uh, today? All right, if not, I will be back next week to answer any questions. Um, today's the 14th, so tomorrow um, my BFR University uh, newsletter will be going out. If you're not on the list, you can go to bfruniversity.com and uh, sign up, and then you get a, it's every two weeks I put out a newsletter of, not my stuff mostly, it's mostly other people's stuff, things that have come up and research articles. And um, otherwise I'm on here every Tuesday to answer questions. Jason asks, billing question, can you use vasopneumatic with therapeutic exercise? Um, I guess if you document it, right? And you uh, put the time involved. Um, I don't know the exact definition of uh, pneumatic. Like, does it need to be for lymphatic flow? Because um, if it does, then it's then we're doing the opposite. Um, so I'm not sure. You have to look at the uh, AMA guidelines on um, vasopneumatic and what the definition is. Um, and um, and see if it fits. Um, primarily, I don't. I I'm all cash, so I don't. I only just throw things underneath my office visit. Um, I know most people use either uh, therapeutic exercise or they'll throw stim on with the cuffs and they'll use Therax with e-stim. Um, but if it falls within the guidelines um, of the definition of azomatic, then I don't see why not because you are using an inflatable cuff. All right, thanks everybody so much for being here and um, I will see you next week. If you have any other specific questions, you can reach out to me at Ed, or I think I'm Dr. LeCare at bfruniversity.com. Thanks so much.